0: You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game.
1: to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday it's october 16th it's 2017 it's episode 281 281 my name's rob there's jason how btg in the house jason yes i had had an experience coming home from work today okay i uh we didn't have we don't have any food in the house right because we're lazy none well i mean like nothing that could be i told you how to get groceries delivered i know and we're doing that we're doing that we're working on that um, but it, like nothing that could be assembled into dinner, right? Okay. Uh, so I stopped at the at the Little Caesars on the way home. Yeah. And they have a drive through, right? Drive through pizza. They
0: do. They have yeah. Th- yeah. Well, on which road? Uh, corner of West Edge and Millen. Uh Whites. Oh, okay, okay. I was in yeah. West Edge and Millen, There's one, but there's no drive through there. Yeah. No. There's a Schlotsky's
1: next door. Mm-hmm. So, um, everybody who works at that uh Little Caesars is uh, is a teenager who hates everyone <laughs> so I I pull up to the to the drive-through thing there's one one car in front of me who's at the window I pull up to the speaker and I tell the guy what I want and uh, and he says all right we'll have you total at the window okay I pull forward and I, and I stop and uh, another car pulls up and parks and a woman gets out of the, the truck and walks into the to the store Walks out immediately with a pizza, gets back in her truck and drives away. <laughs> then another truck drives up, parks, a guy gets out of his truck, walks in the front door, a minute later walks out with a pizza and some crazy bread. Right. And I'm like, what's going on? Meanwhile, me and the other guy in front of me in line are just sitting here waiting for our pizza. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, so my, my order was uh, a, a deep dish pizza, crazy bread and sauce, and a two liter of Diet Coke. Okay. seems pretty pretty pretty, standard. pretty easy pretty standard order right for a pizza Get that deep place. dish
0: though that's that's you know that's tricky for them
1: so i'm sitting in that line for almost 10 minutes <laughs> i i apparently if i had just parked and walked in the front door they would have just handed me something and i would have been able to walk out yeah finally they ha- pass the pizza out to the guy in front of me uh and he drives away uh and then uh i pull forward up to the window and a girl looks at me through the window and kind of scowls and walks away. And I'm thinking, all right, this is not this is not going well. I'm already irritated. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back a minute later and opens the window and she says, "So you
0: had? Um, can you just tell me your order again?" <sighs> you should have been like two deep dish pizzas, two orders of crazy bread. <laughs> so I said, "I wanted a deep dish."
1: pepperoni crazy bread and sauce and a two liter of diet coke or they have pepsi so whatever Whatever. yeah Yeah, uh she said okay and she closes the window and she comes back a couple of minutes later and says uh it's gonna be a couple of minutes on the deep dish it's in the oven i said okay do you just have a regular pepperoni ready that i can i can take and she said uh you want that instead and I wanted to say, it's a f***ing pizza. <laughs> it's just, not good pizza either. Just, I know, I I know, I know. You and I both know why I'm here, right? <laughs> I'm in a hurry. Okay. Um, Hot and ready. Yeah, okay. So uh, ready is more important to me than anything else right, right. now. So uh, I said, yeah, that's fine. Sure. And she said, all right. Uh, so pepperoni and bread and sauce. And I said... And a diet Pepsi. Okay. She leaves. She comes back and she says, "All right, that total is going to be blah 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 blah." I said, "Okay." And you got the diet Pepsi in there, right? She said, "What?" And I like I lost it, and I said, "Diet Pepsi." <laughs> and she looked at me like I like I was the biggest <laughs> on the planet. And then and closed the window and went back to her thing and then came back and gave me a revised total. <laughs> and I said, yes, thank you. And that was that. Was that. I I have no patience. Yeah, I yeah. have no patience anymore.
0: I actually had a similar experience at Wendy's uh, when I was coming back from Grand Con. I was starving, uh, and I uh, was like, you know what? I, I knew Steph and the kids had gotten food, so I'm like, I'm just going to stop at Wendy's. This will be quick. I was in line for 15, almost 20 minutes. And when I get up there, right the guy who looks like probably the manager or the assistant manager, he's not wearing like your typical Wendy's yeah, garb. Yeah, Like, doesn't even look at me. And then when he does, he looks at me, he like puts his hand out with my soda, and I take yeah. it, holds the bag out, and I take it, and I just look at him. Like, I made direct eye contact with the man, like, waiting, like, sorry for your weight. Yeah, anything. Anything, just like, give me something, right? He's like, gives me this dirty look and says, have a nice day. I wanted to be like, you <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. I just I was just I just went and then drove away. So so I, I I'm like ah so I drive next door to Meyer because I need gas as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really annoyed because mm-hmm. like I should've just went to like Speedway and gotten like Speedway food because I'd be done by now. Yeah, right? right. And so I pull into Meyer, drive around this car and I park. The car pulls away, and another car pulls up, and this dude of the van pulls by real close to this car. And this dude gets out of the car, and he's like, I don't know why you're smiling. And like, not to me. Mm-hmm. First, I thought it was me, and I was a little mm-hmm. nervous because this guy wanted to fight someone. Yeah. But it was the person in the van. He's like, you hit my car. He's like, I'll kill you, man. Like, and uh, and no accent is implied there. That's just, like, literally how he was talking. I actually don't remember anything about this guy except for he had short hair. He was short and looked like he wanted to murder fools. Okay. Um, but he uh, uh, he's like, and, like, several people kind of glanced his way, and he's like, I'll kick everyone's He's like, I'll f- everybody in the parking lot, everybody with an soul. And I was like, Oh, oh gas pump faster. Gas, and like, <laughs> I had need, I was gonna go in to pee, and I was like, You know what? I can hold it. I am not gonna be in the same place right. as this crazy person. You just told a better story than I did. Yeah, so, good job. So- <laughs> I was like, Oh, we're gonna get out of here. And he had like a hype man with him. I uh-huh. was just like, Yeah. And the hype man, I remember, was like... <laughs> like, for real? You're not kidding? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. The hype man reminded me of this guy we used to work with. He's, he's like this tall white dude with a buzzed haircut, a crappy, like, little goatee, just like an impotent little goatee thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Super great. trashy looking. So that was, uh, yeah. Great. So that was great. So anyways.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I know that working in a drive-thru sucks. I've never done it myself, right? But I'm sure that working at a drive-thru oh, yeah, window yeah. is one of the worst jobs on the planet. But that doesn't mean you have to treat everybody like dirt. And you know, right. and, and it's not like your job is that hard. I tell you what I want, you tell me what it costs. Right. I give you money, you give me what I paid for. <laughs> right. It's not It's not that you know, difficult. It's a simple transaction. Yeah. All it takes is just a, a minor amount of attention. Right. And 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 the ability to put food in a bag. Right. You know?
0: Yeah yeah come on and the soda machines literally they just hit a button it just fills it just knows when it's full they don't even have to like pay attention I the closest right. cyber came to working to drive through was i worked at a gas station and we had a walk-up window oh, where you yeah. could walk up to pay yeah and that was terrible when you'd have like a big line in this door because you would just go back and forth every other every other yeah. but like people didn't like that on sure. either side sure they just wanted to punch you in the throat yeah so yeah that was yeah that was a really cruddy job. I'm sure it's one of the worst jobs in the world. I worked graveyard shift one time, like for like a year. Mm -hmm. It's like graveyard shift is this one time for a year of my life. (laughs) So I, for a while I was wearing graveyard shift and we had, we would get cardboard cutouts in from Pepsi and we had one. Remember Bill Bellamy? He was on MTV for a while. Okay. I took that and dressed him up in a smock and a hat and just put him in front of the register. Mm -hmm. And then I just like went and sat down Um and uh a cop walks in and he sees Bill Bellamy and he's like, Hey man, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> and like he like had half a conversation with uh-huh. with, with uh, a cardboard cop. And I was like, We are not safe in our little community. Yeah. Because the cop just thought he was talking to a cop. Car- so like then he like went around the corner. So I quick put it away uh-huh. and then stepped in front of it because yeah. I didn't want it to look like I was like, yeah. you know, you're making games, fun of the cop. Right. One other quick story about this place. So sure. we had these other kids that worked there; they were younger kids. And they were terrible, right? Uh, and they came in; they'd come into the store on third shift just to be just to be annoying, right? Uh-huh. Like they were probably drinking. They were like sixteen. Like they'd come in and just, bleh, we're just causing problems. Well, one of them was like causing all these problems. I don't even remember what he was doing. I just remember I was really annoyed and I wanted really to sure. leave. And uh, so they did a bunch of stuff. I think that I just like mopped or something. They, like got dirt all over the floor. Like. Just made it so that I had to do a bunch more work, and they thought it was funny. And sure. as they went to drive away, they were driving past the window, and I think he flipped me off, and I waved and I'm like, oh no no I'm like stop stop stop, and uh, and he was so he stopped because he thought I actually had something nice to say to him, uh-huh. and so I opened the window and he rolled out his window, and I I took a spray bottle we had of water uh-huh. and just soaked the inside of the car. Wow. Well, so just trying to be like funny, right? Like yeah. not a big deal. Until the guy's like you, m-. and I was like it's water, and he's like it's. F- donut glaze so it was like donut glaze that you oh. put on like a glazed donut we would spray it on the donuts i grabbed the wrong bottle great uh and he found out later that that did not come out and it was the guy's mom's car and he got in a bunch of troubles so good boom mic drop that was pretty great yeah yeah you're gonna bleep a lot out in that last section have fun with that it's
1: gonna it's gonna be some work
0: and if you miss anything neil will tell us so <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, hey, games, gigi, game, games. Yeah, I played some games recently. Did you? Yeah, awesome. Let's hear about that. I played
1: Sakatsu again. Uh, yeah. n- another four player. Ver- we get it, Rob. You love that game. It's a good game. Yeah, I prefer it with two or three. The four player version where you're playing in teams is still good. It's not as satisfying though. Um, I, in general, I I I prefer individual player games to team games. Anyway, right? right. So, but it's still it's. I mean. I don't mean that as a criticism of the game. It's a great game. It's super, super good. Uh, I played Yogi. Yep. Which is one I picked up at Gen Con. You were
0: excited about that. I right?
1: was. Yeah. That that's uh, that's the the it's like Twister with cards where you 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 draw a card and it tells you something to do like you know uh, your right thumb has to point down toward the floor for the rest of the game, right? Right. Or you have to touch your eyebrow. Uh, and and every round you draw another card makes you have to do one additional thing and you can't let anything go. You have to continue doing all of the things and, and you're just tying yourself up in knots.
0: Uh, um, Until something would say like, do something else with your hand and then you would, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah Right. But, but yeah. So um, uh, unless it's possible to continue doing both of those things with your hand, <laughs> like, like when we were playing uh, uh, um, uh, Mike, who we were playing with, he had to have his right thumb and his right pinky, Pointed toward the ground so he was doing everything everything with 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 his right hand with his thumb and his pinky pointing downward but he w- but his other hand was like all on his left hand was all like twisted up and what do you do with on cards his, on his head so he would have to he would have to draw the next card with the free fingers on his right hand oh. and then try and pick it up while keeping his thumb, and his forefinger or pinky pointing down i see and then try and read what they are it was i mean it's ridiculous yeah and that's, it's
0: so much fun sounds dumb in a good way
1: yeah, it was super super fun. I could not recommend that game highly enough. Uh, great party game, Sweet. great little, and it played so fast too, which was which it was it was just the right length for as ridiculous as that game is. Right, right. Yeah,
0: I played a game recently. I know you're going to talk about more, but I played. Sure. It. There was a game I've been playing recently, which is Las Vegas, uh, backed by a popular what? demand uh, with with some people at work who like to play it. So we uh, we've been playing that again, mm-hmm. and uh, the, so we played it the first time and. By the last session, we played it four times. By the last session, they were getting kind of cutthroat. Oh, yeah. Um, good. That's but, when in the game is best. Right. But this, this time, first session, it was on like, oh, gosh. Well, like second die. Well, nothing, none of these helped me, but this one screws you, so I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Like good. It's just blatant, just good. making it suck for each other. And there's no a couple remorse. new people who hadn't played it before, oh, and they're like, <laughs> good. oh, gosh. Like, this is mean. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this this will make you want to hurt people. It's yeah. a true story. Great. Um, the other
1: game I played is role player. Uh, I picked that yeah. up at, at grand con. Um, man, that game is okay. Yeah. Uh, that game is super good. I really liked it a lot. Um, nice. Like, like one of my new favorites, I think of all time. Um, uh, it's, it's very puzzly. It's, but mm-hmm. it's, it's like a weird thing where you've got like every player is trying to solve four puzzles at the same time. And every time you, you do something to solve one puzzle, you might be screwing up one of your other puzzles, <laughs> and so it's about balancing. You know, I, there's no way you're gonna solve all four of your puzzles. It's like a Rubik's cube dice game. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen, and so so it's uh, you have to kind of figure out what's the best way for me to solve right. these puzzles or or maybe maybe i'm pretty sure i'm gonna fail this one so why don't i take this other this other card that will allow me that will give me a bonus for failing and then i gotta fail it real good so that i get I even see. bigger bonus right um uh it's it's just super good it's super good that sounds. Cool. Um, I I had nothing nothing but fun with it. So so the um, the one risk about the game is is that because of that puzzly nature of it, there's a lot of risk for analysis paralysis. So if you're playing, with, I could imagine, yeah, yeah, if you're playing with somebody that has a tendency to seize up with AP, um, it might not be a good game to play with that person because ah, yeah. you could easily double the length of your game if that person's not n- taking too much time on their turns, right? Um, so so that said though uh uh it's it's killer it's killer nice. i really liked it a lot um I, I i don't need to go into all the details of explaining how it works that's uh, you know builders you can look that up for yourselves um but it, it's a ton of dice ton of dice you're rolling dice you're drafting dice based on what die you draft it changes the initiative order uh, uh and then whoever goes first in the initiative gets the first option to, to buy a card from the market, which gives you weapons or armor or skills for your character or, or special traits for your character. It's mm-hmm. super thematic. There's a lot of great flavor text on the cards. Everything kind of connects to everything else. If you're going to use a skill, it's going to affect your character's alignment. And, and one of those puzzles you're trying to solve is to make sure that your alignment is where... It would be best suited for a character of your of your sense, background yeah. and and of your um your uh, your character class and stuff, um so so those sorts of things are 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 just just you're spinning a bunch of plates right and and it's super exciting um I, I feel like I could gush about this game for the whole for the whole episode <laughs> I can here tell, but I can tell. anyway liked it a lot um awesome yeah so but that's enough of that role player go buy it. It's worth every penny. It's All like right. 60 bucks. Totally worth it though. There's a lot of dice in that box. Totally worth it. We were going to talk about a topic. We were. Yeah. This topic was suggested by a gentleman on the Twitters. Uh, this was uh, suggested by Rodney Aug. Uh, he's at Occupy Duckburg, which is a great a Twitter handle. <laughs> um, he asked us, have you guys discussed the UNO gotcha mechanic? The gotcha mechanic. So, and 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 we said, well, we don't understand what you're asking and he says, um, I, I guess it could be declaring you're about to win, a final hurdle or a losing condition. So I think what he's talking about with Uno is that is that situation where um, when you have one card left in Uno, you're supposed to say Uno, right? Doing right. so alerts everybody else in the game that, hey, I'm about to win. But you don't have to say Uno. If you don't say Uno and nobody's, nobody calls you out on it, then, then you're protected, and you're not drawing attention to yourself. But if somebody else catches you not saying Uno, or they say it before you do, then you have to yeah, what? You have to like draw ten cards or something? Or I thought it was just four. Four cards? I don't remember. Way, it's it's bad. been years since I played. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. So it's the, I, and and I think that's a neat thing. That's that takes something out of out of the mechanical nature of it, and and it turns it into a social aspect, right? Right. Yeah. But if somebody uh, calls Uno on you and they're wrong, then they have to draw four cards, right?
0: Uh, I think, but that, I mean, that's that doesn't happen very and often. No, no, that'd be rare. Um, the, you know, the uh, this so that socialized, another game where I've seen this less officially, uh, but euchre is a game we talk about. Um, you know, there's a thing you can do in certain euchre games if, if people are cool that it, is called stealing the deal, right? Mm-hmm. And most people I know that play euchre are cool with this. And it's the idea that if you and I are partners, uh, it being the dealer is an advantage and passing the deal to my partner instead of to the player on the left. Can be really useful or just redealing yourself again, right? Um, and if as soon as you started to deal those cards, mm-hmm. uh, it's locked, right? Like, so if someone doesn't notice, like if you get them talking and they don't notice and you've already started to deal, guess what? Bonus turn. Um, mm. so, so anyway, so that that's the same type of thing, right? The sure. idea that uh, if you can pull one over, it gives you an advantage, but the other flip side of that is you know, with with Uno is. Yeah, calling out saying I'm about to win mm-hmm. puts a target on your back sure, for does, sure, yeah. right? Right. Um, which in itself is its own little catch-up mechanic, right? Kind of. It yeah. says if there's a way to screw this player, screw this player, right? Yeah. That's when you see the reverses, the draw twos, the draw fours really start to come out, right? Or the wilds hoping to to make it so that you can't play, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting idea, and and not something that I typically think about. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, like, like, so, so, you know, one of the things we try and do is we try and say, okay, how could we use this in a game? Right. And, and so I'm trying to think about maybe something we've already, we've already played or something, one of our our own designs. Uh, Is there a way to like put that into unreal estate? Um,
0: you could just keep going first and hope no one noticed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just dominate. (laughs) Yeah. That would be, um. That would be actively going against the rules of the game, though.
0: Right. So you know something that. Uh, so so another thing that's kind of in that. If we're going with the doing things without telling people thing, Uh-oh. something else that would be in that flavor um, would be. Uh, and I've seen this happen in real estate. This actually happened when I was playing with my dad and his wife. Uh, uh, I would draft a card, and my dad was talking. My dad mm-hmm. talks a lot when we play games. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's a social thing. And he goes, "What did you pick up?" And I said, "A card." He's like, well, what's it? And he's like, you're not going to tell me. And I said, of course not. Pay attention. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and it's the same type of thing, right? Now, some people might be like, no, 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 That card was in play. You picked it up. You tell me what it is. But I was like, dude, pay attention. Like, part of this game is paying attention sure. to what people are taking.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's that depends on the game and on real estate. I, it's, I, it's totally on the players to pay attention.
0: Yes. I don't think it's um, my
1: obligation to share with everybody what I just picked up. Right.
0: It's if, not. Now, if I picked up a card in a real estate that said... When you pick up this card, your opponent scores two points. Yes, yeah, that's I different, need to right. give them two points because I took the card. Right. I took the action, right? Right. Um, but it's not. Um, there was a, gosh, was it Magic or, there was a, another game where it was on the. I think it was when I played D and D minis. It was on the other player. Like if you, if I did something, mm-hmm. or if you missed something. It was on me to tell you if I noticed, right? Mm. Now, of course, I could just say, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But, like, it was on you to say, yes, this is that case, right? Yeah. Um. So, so, anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. There are a lot of games that say when you pick up a card,
1: announce to, to everybody what you're, you've picked up, right? Right. Or when you play a card, announce to the to all players what you just played, right? And sometimes those things are sp- explicitly written in the rules for good reasons, Um, even, even if you're not playing something or picking something up that would directly affect other players with, you know, other guy scores two points idea, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and in those cases, if it's in the rules, you need to do that. Um, but outside of that, I, I think an argument could be made where that's not necessary.
0: I've even seen when you're all tossing cards to a trick taking game and somebody will say who played that? Like, who's winning right now? will sure. say, who's winning the trick right now? And most of the time, somebody will just say, Jason is, or Rob is, mm-hmm. whatever, because they don't want to deal with that person trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and it's not like a huge advantage to not know that. You know what I mean? Sure. If you're, right. if you're paying enough attention to care who is winning that round, mm-hmm. that means you're actively trying to sabotage someone for some reason. So, yeah. you know, um, but it's an interesting facet to games. It's right. that, you know, pseudo-social thing that you're doing with
1: it yeah
0: huh um i mean like yeah. with a game like saloon tycoon obviously that doesn't work because you know sure you uh i picked up a tile which tile did you pick up well it doesn't really matter first of all because if you're looking for a special tile look is it still out there okay you're good right right you know um
1: and i don't recall that we have it in the rules but it, but i i consider that I consider it polite and, and good gamesmanship to to announce what you're doing. You know, uh, I'm going to play this card, which gives me this this much gold, or I'm going to buy right. the library. You know, uh, I, I think it's good manners and good gamesmanship to announce that kind of stuff because not saying so. Uh, i don't think i think keeping that stuff secret it doesn't add anything to the strategy in that game
0: well in fact it can distract it can be bad if somebody's doing bad math or something right like yeah. i'm going to do this and this but actually you can't do that right yeah well then, in real estate when you score you mm-hmm. have to say what you're scoring yeah 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 because somebody can check your math if they want to right and that's important and yeah. that's different than drawing which is not hurting any well i mean it could be hurting someone but it's not <laughs> um it's not imperative that everyone knows what just happened sure right you're you're not
1: the game doesn't require you to help other players to count your cards. Right. Yeah, and that's it's part of, of the strategy.
0: It's looking at, like, assuming you're playing by the rules and you're doing everything correctly, does it give you an advantage to not do something, right? Right, right. So if I draw a card and you don't notice what it is, it gives me an advantage. If I score and you don't see what I scored, it doesn't give me an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sure, you not paying attention to my score gives me an advantage, maybe, if you don't realize how far ahead I am. Mm-hmm. But then again... You know, there's really nothing you can necessarily do about that, right? Sure. Unless you're, again, unless you're in a game where you can specifically target a person, right? To mm-hmm. say, "All uh, right, this person is winning," um, which, by the way, is actually one of my main tactics in a real estate. Is mm-hmm. I'll when I notice somebody is is catching on quickly or they've played before and I see them making some decent scores, I'll start to really focus on what they're drafting to sabotage them if I sure. can or to get ahead of them, right? Um, and I'll just focus on that person. If I'm also in the lead, you know, when I'm, and I'm in it's a tight race between two of us, I'll focus on trying to screw over that person yeah. to benefit myself. Sure, um, it helps you not have to count all the cards just to remember what one person has, yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Right. So
1: yeah, uh, similarly, uh, Taush Rausch is is a game like that where um, looking at I I would not expect any player to announce what they're picking up when they're picking cards up from the table. Nope. I would never expect them to do that, but paying attention to what other people are picking up can be very, very helpful right. for you. Um, and and key, also keep track of what people are willing to let go of. So I think that's a key part of the game. And so if, if you were to expect or require players to announce such things, I think that could could hurt the fun of the game and, and hurt the strategy of the game. Right. Yeah,
0: I think any game where you are discarding... Um, Drawing either drawing from discard or drawing blindly, yeah, or some combination of the two. It's worth noting that you should be paying attention to what other people have, and if you aren't, what you're paying attention to what people are drawing that could be to your detriment and to their advantage, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, huh.
0: That's an interesting idea. So, yeah, you know, that's we're thinking about that in like trading games with like Settlers of Catan. Uh-huh. Like, from what I understand, we've never done this, but I assume I can't be like Rob. Hey, I've got this card. Would you take it? And you're like, yeah, I'll give you this card for it. Great. And no one ever sees it. I feel like that's not okay. Like you don't get to do that in a game like that. Yeah, no.
1: Announcing what things you're trading I think is important. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, because you're you're basically putting out this thing. I've got wheat. I need wood. Right. Who can help me out with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, so so yeah so yeah, those those little the little social things and Uno Uno is an interesting example of of calling that out um, of of the rules of the game specifically requiring players to call out those kinds of or or risk not calling out those specific right. social cues um, yeah, it'd be interesting to to see how other games other publishers might handle such an idea and it, it actually makes me want, kind of want to toy with it. In the future, that's an interesting thought. I, I never really kind of thought of that that piece of Uno in the context of a of a piece of strategy, right? Or or so so blatantly, yeah.
0: It'd be interesting to see, um, like let's say there's a game you design a game where you're drawing cards from a deck, right? Yeah, and I'm sure you get to draw one card, unless you're willing to say what the cards you draw, and then you can draw two, right? Mm-hmm. Like if secrets matter. If I want to draw one card in secret, it's mine or I can pick two cards, put them face up so everyone sees them mm-hmm. and then take them, right? Sure. Um, you know, or even you know or even uh, flip two cards face up and then pick one secretly and mm-hmm. put the other one back on top, right That's still giving the players more info than I have to if I just want to draw blindly, right right So the advantage says I uh, maybe I want a choice, but if the secret really matters, what I'm keeping, right? Then that is important, right? So, hmm.
1: well, I think we need to move on. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, that's
0: that. That was an interesting little thing to talk about. I yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, thank you, Rodney. That was a good suggestion.
0: Yeah, yeah, very good.
1: Um, yeah, cool.
0: All right, so uh, I'm going to pitch a game. You're going
1: to pitch a game. I haven't pitched a game on our on our podcast in a long time. It's Twelve months at least, if not give thirteen.
0: Or take if not yeah. 13 sometimes that happens
1: it's been a while yeah um so um i i'm in a i'm in a, in a dilemma a bit of a dilemma because we are a prisoner's now prisoner's dilemma uh nope uh an unpub dilemma as of this
0: episode we're like uh, two and a half weeks out from unpub midwest two and a half maybe do they doing like a thing because i i've never told them what game i'm bringing yeah, nor have I. I don't think I'm not going to. I think I'm just going to make a side and hope people come play it. It's yeah. going to be small. It's fine. Yeah. So
1: I, I need I need a game uh, to bring with me to Unpub. So and I've got this thing that I've worked on. Actually, I uh, uh, we had a game night with some friends and when where we played role player and and Sakatsu and Yogi and we also play tested um, this game I'm going to talk about tonight. It was kind of rough um and i'm uh, so anyway so i mean that will be this will be i think the game that i bring with me to umpub but i don't like to play the same game for the whole two days of it
0: yeah it's nice to have some so options. i need
1: a second game to bring with me and i don't know what to, i'm gonna do with that but i don't know like i feel like this is m- like half of a game or maybe 60 percent of a game or or it's Maybe it's more than that. I don't know, but I'm. But it's it's not working super well, and I need I need some clarity on okay. what to do with it. And I was hoping to be able to bring something with me to unpub that was a little bit farther along. That wasn't so loose and so it wasn't still right. in its form. Like it's it's in its formative stage. I'm still trying to figure out what this is and how it works. And and, and I was hoping that I'd be able to go to Unpub with something that's a little more concrete uh-huh. that I could get more specific feedback on at any rate. Actually, I don't even know what this game is called. I'm just kind of it's working title is Quest, and that's a terrible name. Yeah, yeah. It's real bad. So that's just kind of what I'm all the only thing I'm calling it right now. Um this game is some builders might remember I was thinking about uh um the the that idea of rolling 60 12s and looking for matches to take mm-hmm. actions, okay? And and so I've, last time I talked about that was in the context of coming back to that that um, cloud mining game, right? Um, and I think I found a better approach for it here as the core mechanic. Um, cool. Thematically, it's it's a medieval setting, fantasy setting. Um, players, it's kind of a cross between a four X game uh, and a uh, like a like a mission based kind of. Uh, heroes going on a journey game, and and there are there are features of both in the game.
0: Um, Is it called Mead Kings? No, 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 it's not.
1: Um, though I I did for a while try and figure out how to make this a Soda Kings game, <laughs> nice. and in fact, it actually started as a Soda Kings game, and then and then kind of some of the mechanics that were coming together were less like you know it's it's not making sense for that. But if I make it medieval and you're exploring a fantasy land instead of expanding in the U.S it could actually work, so um, it grew from that. Um, So okay, so uh, you have, uh, let's talk about components. You've got uh, a stack of hex tiles, okay? Uh, there's 27 hex, hex tiles. One of them is the the capital city on the tile, uh, and the rest of them, there's a series of of icons or locations, and there's three of each location. So there's like three caves, and three mountains, and three swamps, and three castles, and three huts, and three grasslands, and three forests. Okay, okay. I, may, I may have missed one of those. At any rate. So, um, at the start of the game, you you, uh, you put the capital uh, tile down, you shuffle the rest of the tiles, and then you put out six tiles around the capital tile, okay? And that's the, kind of the starting area of the land, all right, of this fantasy land. And, and every player has a hero pawn, and they put that on the capital city. Okay. So, um, on your turn, you're gonna roll your 66, and you're gonna look for matches. If you get no matches... Then, then uh, you get collect one gold for each unmatched die. Okay. okay. So, worst case scenario, you roll those dice. You get six gold. Not that's, so bad. That's it's that's going to give you more money you can spend on a future turn. All right. Um, for every match you get, that's one action. So if you get a, a pair, a pair of dice with the two the same value, whatever the value is, it matter as long as it's the same ones. That's two actions. So if you have three dice with the same number, that's three actions. If you have Two twos and two sevens. That's four actions. Okay. Okay. All right. And then whatever other dice are left over, that's just free old. free gold that you get. Okay. So then, what can you spend your actions on? There's a lot of different stuff you can do in the game. Um, on a basic level, uh, you can move your hero. A hero moves. It takes one action to move one tile. This is kind of the idea that that the hero is uh, is your your emissary or or your your um, the guy who, who's going out into the world to explore the lands, to have adventures on your behalf, okay? Um, you yourself, you are not the hero. You are some some noble or something who lives in the capital city, okay? The hero, you're sending him out on adventures. Okay. Okay. Um, so the hero can move one tile, uh, one action for one tile. Uh, you can spend an action to explore a new land. That would be to take the top tile off the stack and, and play it face, face up uh, on the table. Whenever you're playing a new tile, you have to put it adjacent to t- two edges of another tile out there. Okay. Um, you can uh, use an action to build a city or to, to build a settlement. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, a settlement you you it has to be and in, in, when you're when you're building a settlement it can be on any tile out there on the board it doesn't have to be where your hero is okay because okay? because in that case you're sending settlers out from the capital city to establish a settlement uh, somewhere in the lands that makes sense all right okay um, uh, settlements can be upgraded twice so you can have a level one level two or a level three city. So you it would spend an action to do that upgrade. And when you found a city, it's going to cost you a little bit of gold. When you upgrade it to a level two city, it's going to cost a little bit more gold. When you upgrade it to a level three city, it's going to cost even more gold. Okay? So that's one of the things you're spending gold on. You can also build roads. Roads go across uh, tile borders. So they're not they're not laid along the border like in Catan. You know, mm-hmm. they they cross over uh, a border between two tiles, basically connecting the two centers uh, of two tiles. Okay? Okay. Um... So a hero uh, costs one action to move from one tile to an adjacent tile, or a hero can move the entire length of a continuous road for one action. So if you have a road connecting two tiles whatever it's still an action it's not a big boost but if you can chain three or four roads together right then your hero can go a long way with one action big deal yeah and your hero can also travel on any road even if one of the other players has built that road that makes sense yeah. okay and those roads are it, roads and cities are, are different colors the the, the the pieces game pieces are different colors based on uh which player built them okay um you can spend an action to collect gold from your cities. Every if you spend a uh, uh, you know an earn or a collect action, uh, every city you have out there earns you one gold. Every level one city earns you one gold. Every level two city would earn you two gold. Every level three city would earn you three gold. Okay. -hmm. All right, and I should also say, every time you're doing one of these things, you also get a victory point. You get a victory point every time you explore a new tile. You get a victory point every time you build a new city or upgrade a city. You get a victory point, and 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 the number of points you get varies based on different things. They're not all one point. Okay, every time you build a road, you get a victory point. All right. So, um, so okay. So you're, you're you're sending your heroes out to explore new lands. Uh, you are um, building cities or building roads. At a glance on the table, it actually kind of looks a little bit like Catan because it's because hex it's tiles, it's cities, it's roads. Right. Okay. But but cities go in the center of tiles instead of on the corners of tiles, right? Right. Roads go across tiles, not on the borders of tiles. So, so, so I think it's just a fixed value. And it's actually going to play very, very differently because you're also building the map as you go, whereas Catan, you always start with it set up. Right, right. Okay, now let's talk about those icons on those different tiles. Um, so sheep wood. <laughs> no. So uh, so there are two different types of goal cards. Okay, there are quest cards and then there are construction cards. Construction cards are cards that you can claim when you when you build your infrastructure, when you build your cities and roads to match a target on one of those cards. So let's say uh, one of those targets is I need a level one city and t- with two roads connected to it on, on opposite sides of that tile. So if I do that, I can, as soon as I do that, I can claim that 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 construction card and that's gonna give me, I don't know, 10 victory points, okay, and I think that at any given time there's three of those out there, and they're all different. In um, different different layouts, different organizations, and combos of roads and cities, and level one, two, or three. Okay, uh, and they're there again to to reward you for building, for expanding, you know, building cities, expanding your infrastructure, uh, increasing right. your nobles' reach into the lands. Okay, and the icons on the tiles have nothing to do with that. that. Doesn't that doesn't matter? Okay, okay. Now the other thing you can do is you can you can send your heroes on in quests, and the quest cards uh, are going to be of three different difficulties. It could be a three, four, or five difficulty quest let's let's talk about a three uh, three difficulty quest it's one of the easiest sure. ones so that card is going to give you three icons on that card it's going to give you three icons and it's going to give you a difficulty challenge of three four or five so I'll, I'll talk about that what, what that means in a second so let's say that quest card has says mountain cave uh level two city okay uh-huh so what that means is you have to have your hero go to any tile at all with a mountain on it-hmm. Uh-huh. And then that that mountain challenge is going to have a difficulty of three. And that's telling me that I need to, uh, when I I go to that mountain tile, it's going to cost me an action to try and complete this quest challenge. And then I'm going to take my 66 and I'm going to roll those dice. And since it's a difficulty of three, I need to get a a run of three numbers in a row. Okay. So that would be a four, five, six, uh, a one, two, three, an eight, nine, ten, okay? Um,
0: 11, 12, 13.
1: Uh, uh. Oh nope, Because D12s. <laughs> um, so if I can do that, I can, if I can roll my dice and I can get that straight, then I successfully complete that step of the challenge, and then I can move my hero from the mountain to a cave tile. And hopefully, there's a cave tile nearby. If not, I'm going to have to quest. I'm going to have to trek over there to find to the nearest cave tile, and and then complete the next challenge. And then once that's done, I can then go to a level two city, and I can complete that challenge. And if I do that, then I completed the entire quest.
0: You have to do that one turn.
1: Uh, no, no. You can take as much time okay. as you want to do that, and you can you can claim multiple quest cards, but you can only have one active at a time.
0: I see. Okay, okay. That you can also
1: sense. abandon a quest anytime you want to. That would that does not go back out and available. That just goes back to the box. It's discarded. Completely. Oh, so
0: you could actually take one and then abandon it. So right. that no one else. Is yeah. Out. Interesting. Exactly.
1: So um, now that is a little bit scary in terms of. I mean, how many times are going to roll the dice? How likely am I to get a run of three numbers in a row? Uh, that's where your hero level comes in. Okay. All heroes start at level one. What uh-huh. that means is for free in a challenge, on a level one, your hero can adjust the value of any one die by one number. So if I got a mm-hmm. six, eight, nine, I could use my level one power to change that six into a seven. Okay. Okay. Um, you can also spend gold to upgrade your hero all the way up to level six. And the level equals the number of adjustments you can make to the dice that you rolled. So if you're level four, that means I can make four adjustments. I can turn a four into an eight, or I could turn a a one into a two, a four into a five, a six into a seven, anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. That's the number of adjustments I can make to those dice after they are rolled. Right. Okay. And so, the higher level I am, the more manipulation I can do. That, right. that basically means how much that's how much more successful my hero is, how much more skilled he is. Yeah. That how, makes like, total sense. Yeah. It's it's just a simple abstract of of how good am I going to be at making the results be what I want them to be. Exactly. Okay? Super super simple abstract on that. Um. And then when you complete quests, then you earn those victory points, and and hopefully do better as well. So when you're in and, and um. I think it's more or less what the actions are oh, one of the other actions is that you can spend uh, uh, a, a three gold well this would be sorry this is a free action i got a couple of free actions that I'm sh- still trying to work out exactly what they are but a free mm-hmm. action would be at any time on your turn you can spend three gold to buy an extra action so right. that if you get to one of those situations where I rolled and got zero matches I'm going to get six gold if I want to I can go ahead and trade in that six gold two more actions so I can at least feel like I'm doing something on that turn it's right. my option right yeah um yeah upgrading your hero i think that's a free action uh it costs gold but it's not an action to actually level him up right that makes sense you know um so so that's kind of the framework that i've got there that sounds like more than 60 percent of a game uh the, the, one of the biggest problems is I don't, I don't know when the game ends like i wanted the game i wanted I to say that, yeah. when when the last tile is revealed after the last tile is revealed everybody gets one more turn and then the game's over mm-hmm. um and, and i'm not I, i'm worried about somebody might troll the game and just explore and and they're gonna lose because they're not right i mean they're only getting points for exploring but you know i don't know I, I don't want that to be the end of the world how many tiles are there uh 27 but you start with seven already out so you're only so gonna you reveal 20. 20 of them how many can you reveal on a turn uh so theoretically if you had uh uh if you roll all six numbers that are the same you could have six or or you know three three pairs or two triples. You could have six actions on a turn, theoretically, uh-huh. uh, and then you, depending on how much gold you have, you could buy more turns on that, more actions on that turn.
0: I would just limit two tiles per turn or something, and then that makes sure that you guarantee in a four-player game everybody gets a couple turns. Well, see, that's. It feels kind of arbitrary, though. I would just say one per turn. Then, like, you can't open one more than meaning, like, on my turn, I can explore one new area. That feels that's fair. It's a whole new area. And that guarantees you're going to have at least twenty turns of the game, right? Yeah, um, which so five which, turns you know, per player in a worst case scenario. Yeah, which feels right, right? If, yeah, I, if I don't have five turns, yeah. you know, so
1: the, the you, one thing that I, I was pleasantly surprised with the, the the loose test that we did we did is that I was expecting everybody to burn through those tiles real quick, but what what actually happened instead is as soon as we had enough tiles out there that people were seeing icons that matched everything on the challenge cards that were out on the table, they they stopped revealing tiles and they just focused on completing those challenges.
0: What if, instead, mm-hmm. on your turn, you place a new tile? Just boom, it's an action. On your turn, you draw the top tile and place it somewhere. I think, I'm worried the game might be too short then
1: or I need a different game end because that that's, in a four-player four player game, that means everybody gets five turns and the game's over
0: okay how about how long does a turn take 60 seconds um
1: depending on i'm not really sure right it's still such a new game i don't really know so so maybe a couple of minutes i don't know
0: two minutes That's a 40 minute game i mean it uh, the only reason i suggest trying that is because remember that we always as designers tend to think that's not enough turns and a lot of times it is
1: so yeah yeah okay that's a good point i could try that i mean
0: i don't know how many times i've been like oh my gosh only seven turns and then by the end of seven turns you're like oh i could use like one more turn oh that's fantastic great
1: yeah okay that's that's not because you are getting multiple actions on your turns and you could buy multiple actions uh by spending gold if you want to all right that's worth trying that's definitely one of the other things that i had done originally is that i had said that when you build a city on a tile it it obliterates the icon that's already there um so that that so this, when a city is there it replaces whatever icon was already there and i thought boy that feels like i feel like that makes sense thematically that you know if there's a swamp there well, obviously you're going to drain the swamp and fill it in
0: and build a city on top of it right and so the swamp's not swamp anymore you might just say that you're going to do that though and instead just let it be as swampy as possible and not actually build a functional city but just build a cesspool you could do that, yeah. But but what, what happened with that, is since there were only three, I get what
1: you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, since there were only like three swamps in the game, uh-huh. and if somebody built city has on all three swamps, then, then that means that every every quest card that has a swamp icon, in, uh, icon on it, is, it's, I, it's a fail. You can't complete that quest anymore. Right. And, and why I, I kind of feel like I'm okay with that. The people I played with hated that idea. Yeah, no, that's fair. They really hated that idea, and I hear that. And so I, I think that needs to go out
0: the window. So one thing to think about with knowing that there would only ever be in a four player game five turns each if you mm-hmm. were doing the 20 pacing um would be if i roll six not matches is six gold enough for me to be okay with not getting free actions on my turn that would give you if if you roll
1: no matches on every turn then you would you would get six gold per turn you could turn that into 10 total actions that's not enough
0: so what i would say is have like a reverse Yahtzee, right? If I roll six not matches, I get 10 gold. Say like, like that's a special rule. Like if you roll no matches, you get bonus something. Something good happens to me for rolling no matches. Okay. And it's only happening to me because basically it's saying you're spending this whole turn researching or Mm -hmm. something. Like you're doing something so think of a way to say, and maybe you want to keep the six gold because that way it's not weird, right? It's always six gold. Yeah. But I like also that. give yeah. me something else mm-hmm. so that I'm not pissed. And that way, if it happened every time, sure, I'd only mm-hmm. get ten actions, but I would get something else. Yeah.
1: So I could make things like, like earn gold from your cities, an automatic thing. You always earn gold from your cities on every turn. That would encourage people to to build more cities. Yep. Uh, okay, these are good ideas. These are good
0: ideas but i would i really would try with the shortened with that locked in version yeah. and if it's bad just change it or add yeah. more tiles i Actually, mean like there's a you know what i mean
1: yeah and if and if it's one of those things where everybody places a tile on every turn and then when the last tile is placed everybody gets one more turn then that adds one more round to the game Um, which is nice it
0: also means for free on any given turn on every turn somebody gets to see a fresh tile before anyone else can do something to it right Mm -hmm. which feels cool like oh this is my I can do something with this you know I think that I'd have to say that building roads is free action as well
1: because roads being able to move across the board is going to be a real important thing for heroes to be be able to right to move so building a city would have to be an action upgrading a city had to be an action but building a road must be free sure just cost gold yeah okay okay yeah so that's what i'm working on for unpub um I, thank you actually that's a lot of really good feedback and that gives me a direction for the next revision to test um cool we're gonna need to have a a, a play test night or something yeah, before yeah. unpub so we yes. can
0: try some stuff i need you to, get to play that tile game so yeah. yeah for sure right so
1: yeah and then it's as, as far for a second game ring on pub i really don't know what to do i have no yeah. idea
0: i still no idea I, I mean i don't even really technically have one i could bring the tile game but i don't want to yeah because i don't i don't want feedback on it i just wanted somebody to buy it yeah so <laughs> it yeah um okay
1: uh we had a couple of twitter co- uh comments cool yeah go for uh, it uh first one is from our good buddy eric handler uh he says where am i um i hope i uh, um uh, okay, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Where is? I'm trying to envision him. I think you. I think Eric. I think you are. I think you're in the bathtub. I think you're in the bathtub right now. I think. I think you're watching YouTube videos on your phone. And I think you're drinking a glass of wine.
0: That sounds like Eric.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have from our buddy uh, Tom Greganis. He says, what's in Jason's pocket?
0: Nothing. What? Nothing. When I get home, I take my keys and my wallet out of my pocket. That's disappointing. And my phone is the only other thing that's usually in my pocket. And guess right what? Now it's in, in my hand. your hand.
1: That's disappointing.
0: Well, you know what I do have, though? Tom Gurganis. Now I have one hand in my pocket, and oh. the other one's holding an iPhone. Little little Atlantis for you there, updated from modern day. Yeah, sure. Uh,
1: Okay, last one here is from uh, Raymond Miller. Uh, What are the weirdest or unexpected places slash thing you drew inspiration from for a game? Um, I have four pigs think Mr. Wu's body disposal service. I, um, I don't understand that. Mr. Wu from Deadwood.
0: Oh, he disposed of bodies, yeah, with the pigs. I
1: have four pigs, okay,
0: so I hope that Raymond isn't saying that he gets rid of bodies. I hope that he's saying that's a game design thing. Well, uh, he might have four pigs though, yeah, I think he has four pigs. I'm just saying I hope that he's not oh, he's not actually getting rid of bodies <clears throat> right Raymond, if you're doing that, that's bad, and if you're if you are doing that, what's worse is you told us you're doing that, yeah, so I hope you're not doing that. It's i uh, yeah. So what's the weirdest or uh, most unexpected place or thing you drew inspiration
1: from, from a game, Jason, for a game?
0: Mm, Gosh. Off the top of my head, I honestly don't. So, um, you know, one easy one for me that I, uh, Mm -hmm. from a long, long time ago, was Gunsling and Ramblers, right? Yeah. It was from a song, by the same name. Sure. About cowboys. uh, And I was like, hey gunslinger ramblers that's a cool way to say cowboys what would those cowboys be like yeah and that's what got me uh, moving on that sure
1: yeah i think uh for me it's probably it's probably the filth ranch that was what i was gonna say for you like yeah. if you hadn't said that i was gonna say probably yeah. the filth ranch my my buddies who li- rented a house uh here in kalamazoo that that they didn't take care of to the point where they just they they they, they had lived in another house that they called the art ranch because they were a bunch of artists and they lived there and they did a bunch of art. And then they got a little bit older and stopped caring and they moved into a different house and they continued to care less and less as time went on. And then they just decided to redub their house, the filth ranch, and they just owned it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So gosh, yeah, that was that game about piling up filth in your apartment. It's, it was kind of like a, a
0: more Euro version of garbage day. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I got a fresh off the press email here from, oh. uh, from Ray Miller. Hey says I was listening in episode two seventy nine and I noticed a slight error uh oh I haven't had an, any experience with gamecrafter's Crafters component Studio, but have a good experience with Inkscape oh. in one of the game design forums on Facebook uh, I belong to. it was mentioned that the programs like Inkscape and Illustrator are good for a mechanical feel, whereas Gimp and Photoshop have a more organic feel to them. I'm totally not into spending a much uh money on a skills toolbox, oh, but I like increasing my skills toolbox. Thanks for uh, doing what you do and keep up the awesome work.
1: Oh yeah, I, had, I think I had said that that Ray had used Component Studio, but I must have mixed up his feedback with talking about uh-huh. Escape. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: I Photoshop. I don't. I would never describe that as organic. Well, I would describe that as incredibly complex and unnecessarily <laughs> complex.
1: I think. I think what what that means is that kind of. Yeah. I think what that means is that that um, Illustrator and Escape are are vector based tool sets. You're drawing. You're drawing uh-huh. hard lines, uh, and Photoshop and GIMP are more like airbrush art-based uh, tool sets. So one one is for creating art, and one is for creating graphics. Uh, if uh-huh. that makes sense, and you can do some graphical stuff in in Photoshop, and you can do some arty stuff in Illustrator or uh, you know GIMP and Inkscape, um, but but the intention of each each piece of software is different. Um, okay. I think that's what that's talking about. And and, I, and and so in Photoshop it's a lot easier to make things that are that are smooth and flowy and soft and, and in Illustrator it's a lot easier to make things that are sharp and hard and straight okay. or carefully carefully mechanically curved and that kind of stuff, right? Fair so, enough. Fair yeah. enough. I'll
0: give you that. Yeah. I think so we got for tonight.
1: We'll get so thanks everybody for listening to the show. We appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to billingthegamepodcaster@gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodcastBTG. Jason is at j a and I'm at Poorly Underscore Designed. Like us on Facebook and give us a five-star review on iTunes and other podcast uh, things. Uh, call our google voice number at 77 7 hotel btg um, go to our website buildinggamepodcast.com where you can buy our games buy our games um, uh, you can buy uh, water balloon washout and you can find links to unreal estate you can buy a saloon tycoon you can buy um, golly uh, you can go to the game crafter we can get copies of a couple of my other games um, Oh, uh, not you cannot buy eight arms to ultra anymore though because that has been taken down because i sold that game oh um i don't still don't know when hopefully epic monster tea party is already up on kickstarter right now uh, i still don't have as of this recording a final launch date for that uh for that kickstarter to go live but hopefully it is it is up on kickstarter right now so you can get your own copy of epic monster tea party and hopefully i was able to put a bumper in front of this episode to talk about that saying that it is live now um but uh but yeah so scope that out that's been a that has been a long journey to get that thing happening um and i don't have anything else to say. So I think that's going to call it a night. So thanks everybody. Good night. Good night.
0: Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and poorly designed studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game.
1: And a sound system? It's good enough?
0: We do. We have a decent sound system. Yeah,
1: just... As long as the organ is there and looks pretty... You just, you just, you know, hit play on, uh, on <laughs> oh, thing I'm and serious. everybody else... And just somebody, yeah... And as long as the the congregation can't see the person, you know well,
0: heck anyone could sit in back and just pretend. Oh, that's them. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and just a good kinda point. Yeah, let's kinda bob up and down and move back and forth a little bit. In like in our church, the con- the organist is literally in the way back. Yeah. So you'd never be able to tell. If you're yeah. paying attention to that, you'd literally be turned around.
1: Yeah, the church that I I, I grew up going to in Ohio, um, it had had one of those giant pipe organs, right? That was like three stories tall. Yeah, ours is ours is kind of small. Yeah. To and like, you know, like a hundred feet wide. Just ridiculous. This massive thing. And the organist wasn't even in the room, you know? They were <laughs> right. like behind all that crap. <laughs> right. You know, so so we just always assumed they were actually playing. <laughs> but right? they might not have been yeah, They yeah. might not have been. It might have just been a real to real tape or something. But <laughs> I
0: don't know, anyway. <laughs> but no, the organ is one of the instruments where I'm just like like the piano boggles my mind because you have to know all the keys and you know like piano able but like yeah but then like the, there's tons of foot pedals there's two rows of keys there's yeah. switches it's insane it's bizarre yeah, yeah.
1: I, I remember the first time I, was, I at that church I like you know on a Saturday or something was there and we we walked my my mom was like oh did you ever we walked around behind all those pipes and I was like what <laughs> this is like Mission Control what is, is going on.